Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, we discuss a man with multiple FA Cup final appearances to his name as both a player and a manager. A man who in 2012 was named both Premier League Manager of the Season and LMA Manager of the Year. All right, first question, did that really happen? A man who has represented England in their semi-professional squad. A silver fox who has brought silverware to Southampton. For just the second time in their history, Southampton victorious in a cup final at Wembley. Whose acid tongue caused controversy everywhere from the touchlines to the match of the day sofa and whose work can only draw the following conclusion. Eight more years. Having guided the Magpies to this season's Europa League, the 51-year-old has been awarded with an eight-year contract extension as the board looked to promote stability as the foundation of the club's future. This man can win promotion. This man can dance. This man can headbutt. You know, it was just a heat of the moment thing. This man once pushed an official and later described his own behaviour as ridiculous. Now there's a push. And Alan Pardew has to leave the dugout. 
because when you're the king, you can do anything. Anything. Welcome to the Football Rambles Guide to Alan Scott Pardew. I think for me personally and professionally, it was the right time. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. This is a fucking Sherman. I'm Pete Donaldson. <laughs> and I'm Luke Moore, and I can't wait to hear more from Pete. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> would you describe this uh, podcast as ridiculous, Peter? Um Yes, I would. I'm annoyed. I'm here on a Wednesday. But are you, are you are you in a situation, Pete, where you think? Oh, he's one... annoyed. He's here on a Wednesday. Oh, no, That's exactly. a takeaway. Yeah. Well done. Well, to record the show, I mean, it's the middle yeah. of the week. What, what, what more appropriate work day is there? <laughs> yeah. You, you on one hand probably hate this, but mm. on the other hand, at least you get a platform to articulate some of mm. your. And I'm going to use this word under advice. Mm. Um, Bile. I've just <laughs> unwarranted bile. Salty bile. A I've great just, professional. I was on the train and I was sort of going through the the, the prep that I'd done last night, and uh, I spilt what can only be described as a nice, thick, sugary espresso all over the floor of the train by accident. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just couldn't. I, usually, I'd be very apologetic and very, but I was just so into letting Alan Pardew's words speak for himself. <laughs> I've got a lot of quotes. I've got yeah. loads of little lines yeah. that Alan Pardew said by his own fair mouth. Yeah, uh, and and he's going to be going to sprinkle them liberally. Gonna sprinkle them re- liberally on the yeah. show. Do you have any um, respect Love for the for fact him. that the, the man's been in the game, mm. literally in the game, longer mm. than any of us in this room have been? So alive. Have corner flags. <laughs> yeah, they're and important, they just, though, aren't they? They, they are important. Very important. Do a solid job. 1980 started it. I mean, you're going wow. to do well, it. Well, it's incredible. Sure, 1980, you started in the game. It's yeah. incredible. It is incredible. A man <laughs> has lived from 1980. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? No, he was born in 1961. I know, but, yeah. he's, but a man has existed in football for 1980, you know, since 1980. I, I genuinely think that is impressive. Is right? it? Yes. Okay. To, to have All had right. such longevity in the game. Okay. Jim, you and I, you do realise this is going to be basically Marks and Pete arguing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Well, he was. He was born in Wimbledon in 1961 um, and uh, he played part-time in non-league football for, for Whiteleaf and Epsom and Yule uh, whilst working as a uh, glazier, a Malcolm glazier. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that commitment to the game? Yeah. He had a full-time job as well and that wasn't enough to, oh, to quell his ambitions. This part of his, his career, fire. much like baby Hitler, he's done nothing wrong. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> he, he, he started. This is the first time you can drop in a great Pardew story. Yeah, he, mm. because he didn't. He, didn't he used to be fa- fa- a fan of saying to his players mm. um, when they would drive into London or whatever in a certain direction. Yeah. See that tower up there? I put all the windows in that tower. That's what graft is, lads. And you don't know the meaning of it and stuff like that. And then someone found out later on that the tower wasn't even fucking there when he was. <laughs> in the well, the NatWest Tower. I'm not sure which one it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look... Pete's going to have to work twice as hard on this afterwards for the libel stuff. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what? All, all joking aside about Pardew, we'll, we'll get to the jokes, don't worry. But like, if you look at his playing career, where he started and, and then and where he went to, like, it, it is quite impressive. And it, there's something... It's just a shame it's, um, it's Alan's career. Because actually, if you were to take it in isolation and just look at it on paper, a guy who was working as a part-time glazier, who, who nearly let... Like, when he went into football... Um, he actually was a bit like no, 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 the, the, the pay's not that good the pay um, in, in doing his, his his craft or his trade was actually more um, than, than than what he was doing I mean when he was signed by Palace for, for £4,000 and he was 25 when he joined mm. Palace as well it was very late on to mm. join such a, such a big side um, and become a full-time professional he said glazing was good in those days um, and it cost me a lot of money to go to Palace now Ron Nodes the Palace chairman obviously 
um, was the one who brought him to the club. And he said, Nodesy paid me rubbish. Now, I love the fact that he's referring to the chairman, even <laughs> afterwards, Nodesy. You, know, like, you know, like Ian Wright still refers to like Glenn Hoddle as the gaffer, gaffer yeah. even yeah, when yeah. they're right. side by side as pundits. And they're not actually that, he's not that much older than Ian Wright. Yeah. Nodesy <laughs> paid me rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a rough approximation. I know, I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but he was like, you know, a, a, a sort of a jobbing non-league footballer, and then had a proper job and so on, mm. and then was to convince. He also like gave up football for about six months when he took a job in the Middle East. Mm. It is remarkable. That's but that's mm. much more of the era, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, but, but still, though, I think I think it's very impressive. Con- considering I don't think he gave up playing for Palace to work in the Middle East, did he? No, no, no. Of course not. Yeah. That was this so was when he was he playing, playing non-league. Yeah. To be fair, but is, 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 is so, Pete? I mean, just to get your take on this, No, G, you're paying me rubbish. I've got a Qatar. <laughs> we don't know if it was Qatar. We, we, we don't know. Um, but then, as we all know, um, and as Alan would surely attest. It was just called the Middle East then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Middle East. Um, but but um, Pete, listeners will be interested as to how you're going to approach this because there's a couple of ways you can do it. Right. And I, th- I think I know which way you're going to go about it. Yeah. Um, but the options you've got are to just, just to be a complete out, you know, be a dickhead to Alan. Right. Uh, which is yeah. absolutely your option. Uh-huh. Or you could go down the kind of, you know, separate the art from the artist type mm. route with Caravaggio, for example, was a murderer, but a great mm. artist. You know, you've got people, are, a lot of people still love the films of Woody Allen, despite mm. his accused mm-hmm. transgressions. Mm. With Alan, is there any respect there for the footballing man? I never liked Woody Allen because he's from the South. Okay, right. Yeah. Never respected him. Yeah, it's okay. not a Geordie. No, fair enough. Woody Allen's <laughs> definitely not a Geordie. Caravaggio a Geordie? <laughs> if they shouted that yeah. you know, he is a Geordie, then he becomes... Yeah, Will Pete ever get yeah. past the London Mafia? Well, I don't yeah, know. He's exactly. a Cockney Mafia. But he's yeah. not a Cockney. He's born in Wimbledon, so leave off. The home yeah. of tennis. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Cool. So, a bit more I culture. can see him more of a tennis... He's got, a, he's got the oh, kind of air of a tennis... little pair of white shorts. little oh, white shorts, yeah. white hair, lovely. I think he's yeah. far too working class to be involved in the All England Club. He looks a bit like if... Glenn from the thick of it was actually a tennis coach yeah true enough and that's a yes. shame on the All England Club by the way tell, just to add that to my uh, uh, point tell here. me you can't imagine Alan in a right. little tiny pair of white Lacoste tennis, shorts tell me that's all I can imagine that's jumper the over his shoulders yeah. I, I think I think no playing tennis now yeah but not mm. like back in the day when he's like a glazier and all that kind of stuff yeah, because he's he's gone really tanned. He's gone really almost outwardly urbane now. Yeah, but mm. back then you're saying he was a salt of the earth type. And, exactly, and yeah. that's and that's one of the great faults of tennis in this country is that it wouldn't be open to somebody yeah. like him. Back and it's in the also day. a great testament to the um, the sheer prevalence of social mobility in our nation. <laughs> our fine nation. Well, I mean, when you're up there on the tower looking down, you're like, the sky's the limit, isn't it? Exactly. You yeah. felt, he felt like a king. Indeed. Like and a he king. became one. Indeed. indeed, indeed. <laughs> a self-proclaimed one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I do want to make the point though, that, that again, playing yeah. through all these... Get past all this player bullshit. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. So we've got loads of stuff to but get I, But I do, I do think there's something to be said to, to give a little bit of uh, due and, and a little bit of credit where it's due, is that when he started um, playing Corinthian casuals, I think, um, and Pardew had his first proper FA Cup run there, which, you know, an amateur team got them to the first round of the Cup, which was huge. And it was a massive deal for them in the early mm. 80s. To go from that to being on the brink twice of, of, I think Palace have never won a major trophy in their career, to play in an FA Cup final. Mm. I think that, that is fairy tale stuff. And you could also, and you'd be a hard heart indeed, wouldn't you, to begrudge the man, mm-hmm. you know, four times, four appearances on loan for Spurs in the 1995 Intertoto Cup, including their record loss, 8 0 to Cologne. Yeah, I see mm. I'm going to get nowhere here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Just all I'm saying is, 
Read the room. Read the room. Yeah. Grey shoots. Yeah, you did, t- did, ticked the boxes. Right, that's okay. fine. He right. didn't play for the full England side, Marcus. Don't worry no, about it. He did, exactly. Close. Yeah, but he did. He it's was in an FA sides. Cup final. And, and of course, he won promotion with Palace in 1989. Scored that extra time winner against Liverpool where we saw well, that made him the a little bit of a club hero, didn't he? Yes. Yes. That was his little... That was uh, a semi-final, wasn't it? That was semi-final. Yeah. Um, he did his little bottom shake when he mm. scored the goal, Jim. Would we see that again? I think you know we would. I think yeah. we would. Indeed, yeah. Play for Charlton, of course. Blah, blah, blah. Well done, Pards. Uh, and then he became a manager. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's get to Here it. we go. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, know, you said that was like he was like a caterpillar in a cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> he came out a beautiful... Yeah. A beautiful... Just in a, with a blazer on. Yeah. yeah. Well, straight away, there was there was controversy uh, 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 surrounding his arrival because Reading, his previous club, refused West Ham permission to speak to him. So he resigned and a compromise was eventually reached. Yeah. Mm. A man for a compromise, perhaps. It, it, it's easy to forget that at Reading he was actually seen as like a sort of young, up and coming, quite dynamic, forward thinking manager, isn't mm. it? And that must have been what attracted everyone West Ham was, to him. Yeah, everyone mm. was young. Everyone was young sometime. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Apart no, from but what, I think... Michael Parkinson and Bruce Forsyth weren't. Yeah. Never. Everyone else was. Savile. Um, <sighs> he was never young. So when the Careful. Savile documentary came out, mm. it was very difficult to get to gauge the year because yeah. he, his looks were so odd. Yeah. Mm. There was he, one photograph from like the 60s, was it? And and he looked quite young then. But there's only yeah. one photograph. Very yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So most yeah. of the beats come alive this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on swiftly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Pardew, he's at, he's at West Ham. This is, I think, when we all... Yeah. This is when he becomes to... box office, isn't it? This box is when office. he becomes a household name as yeah. he remains to this day. Indeed he does, yeah. Again, another FA Cup final. So close against the Liverpool. Cup. He, he does, does it. To an extent. To an yeah. extent. Has, has anyone ever come close, like, repeatedly that close to winning the FA Cup and never won it? Probably. Who? I don't know. You don't know? Say no then. <laughs> so I said probably. <laughs> okay. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That's how he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, but you I feel know. like it might be problematic. It's fine. Well, anyway, he did all right at West Ham, um, even though uh, they, he did lead them to their worst run of defeats in 70 years. No, but he also got them promoted <laughs> to the Premier League. It's, it's a very much a light and shade episode. <laughs> yes. Promoted to the Premier League. Much like his hair. Then they finished in the top is. half of the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they, and around that time, they lost the cup finals to Liverpool in, in a weird, in, in very, very odd circumstances, yeah. it has to be said. Mm. Like, really, really unfortunate. I may, probably probably the, the ultimate modern FA Cup mm. final. And I'm talking as a Portsmouth fan there. Oh, you are. You know, you are, yeah. Um, the West Ham club photographer, Stevie Bacon. Yeah. Stevie Bacon. Can come we, on. can we, can we just acknowledge that? Uh, there's, a, there's a club photographer at West Ham who also writes bio, a biography of, of Alan Pardew, and he's called Stevie Bacon. Stevie well, Bacon. He wrote his, he, he wrote his own autobiography, actually, about his 35, oh, sorry, okay. about his 35-year career at the club. Where uh, And you think about what he saw in 35 years at West Ham. You know, a lot of comers and goings. But a lot of great players. For, for, and, yeah, and West Ham, as we all know, are a club that the whole nation are proud of. Yeah, you no, know, because they won the World Cup for they us. Did. They play football the right way, the West Ham way. I think you're cheapening Stevie Bacon's career. Here. I don't think that's possible, is it? I think it is. Okay, I apologise, Stevie. Right, and to West Ham, if you're listening, <laughs> um, and, and I apologise to your colleague uh, Johnny Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and don't tell Frankie Egg. I said Frankie it, Egg. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Billy Bangers will be around soon. <laughs> but, 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 but that's something else. <laughs> Pete's got a couple of VHSs of Billy Bangers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he wrote it as I say his thirty five year career at the club. Chapter six of of this autobiography uh, simply starts with I don't like Alan Pardew. There I've said it. In fact, I don't think I've ever known a more arrogant person in my life. Wow. 
incredible, isn't it? Stevie Bacon fear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't put he doesn't pull his punches like Stevie Bacon. No, I don't think so. He? But one story about Pardew did did stand out. Ahead of a game in Sunderland in his first season in charge, Pardew had gone for dinner with fitness coach uh, Tony Strudwick, uh, Stevie Bacon, and a few others. Why because... is Stevie Bacon always there? Oh, he's always <laughs> oh, there. He's just a character, isn't he? He's around yeah. the club. You know, he's part of fabric. I didn't realise Alan Pardew was managing in the fucking Bash Street kids. Yeah. Well, they that... look after their own. <laughs> <laughs> so then this is this is the story that we're all aware of. But I actually thought this story was from his days at Newcastle. It wasn't. It was at West Ham. Because uh, once they'd ordered Pardew, asked Studwick what he'd uh, asked for and then said, tell you what, if yours is better than mine when it turns up, I'm having that. Because the meals arrived to, to the shock of the table. Uh, Pardew went, yep, I'm having that. And went to swap the plates with uh, Strudwick's meal um, because it looked better. And that's where the infamous quote, when you're the king, you can do anything, came from. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So there we are. Any, any they thoughts? lost the game. Yeah. Did they lose the <laughs> they game? Did. They lost I the game. I love that you checked that. Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he also had uh, stints at Charlton and Southampton, as uh, the aforementioned uh, Southampton, of course. Mm. Uh, and then... Sorry, in, can uh, I just, just read a little quote about his time at Charlton? Oh, please. After a 5-2 home defeat to Sheffield United, hundreds of supporters remained for more than an hour to <laughs> condemn their manager, <laughs> chanting, we want Pardew out and we want our club back. <laughs> Pardew always he arrives when, 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 when just uh, supporters just feel they don't have their club. Yeah, like they just always yeah. feel like they've been massively chinned um, off. Um, can I can I also <laughs> just point out that um, if we are talking about, I'm loath to say it, mm. and we are talking about Alan getting to all these finals and doing these things, not winning, yeah. he did actually win the football league trophy with Southampton. He did, he did. yeah. Um, before he went to Newcastle, mm, celebrated yeah. all along the south coast. But he did have a, <laughs> a habit up to a point of, of having a quite impressive start at a club, or yeah. certainly getting them mm. going after a little while, and then it just falling off of a cliff. Mm. Well, of course, we this all leads us neatly to December two thousand and ten. Uh, when uh, Chris Hutton had departed from Newcastle United. Very popular man, Chris Hutton. Yeah. Very decent bloke and, by, and, by many and, accounts. And let's also set the scene, Mark. You know, mm. our, our resident Newcastle fan and, and you know, producer Charlie's also a Newcastle fan as well. December 2010, Pete, you know, little Petey, you'd have been, what, 28 then? Mm. Probably just pottering around your mum and dad's house, gone back there for Christmas. Perhaps. Um, having a look through the pantry for your mum's uh, pre-cooked yeah. roast potatoes. Pre-cooked the courtyard. Uh, yeah. The courtyard, sorry, the courtyard. yeah. The courtyard. <laughs> and... and Oh, what's that on the news ticker? What's that on the wireless? <laughs> mm. um, Pete's heard that all of his dreams have come true. Mm. Um, and of course, I remember when uh, we were talking about this, um, uh, Peter, with, with the vacancy at Newcastle United, uh, and, we, and Pardew's name was mentioned, and your precise quote was, Pardew, don't make me sick in my oh, own man. mouth. Mm. Yeah. That was a long sick. I think listeners would love a tribute along the lines of the ones that you tenderly gave to Steve Bruce on the, on the event of his 1,000th game mm. in charge, mm. um, which I think was, um, he's a little fatty and I don't want him there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I don't think that was my quote. I think I was quoting the fans. No, you said he's a little fatty and I don't want him there. Yeah, okay. Well, they did ask 40,000 Newcastle fans <laughs> Uh, who should become the next manager in uh, this time in 2010? And uh, Pardew received just 5.5 percent of the votes. Mm. Well, yeah. He, yeah, it was a shock, wasn't it? He was clearly uh, uh, <laughs> Ashley used the first past the post system, and yeah. uh, Pardew uh, <laughs> got in. But you've got to say, Peter, though. His best season in 2011-12. You keep bringing this up. He had loads of seasons. <laughs> yeah. I know, I said his best season. No, I think we should just get Pete's thoughts, Marcus, mm. initially. Okay. Ben Arthur. Finished fifth. In a 4-3-3. European That's, football. Yeah, we... Uh, all the, way th- all the way through that season, they were like grinding out one nils oh, here, two ones here. So it doesn't count. Yeah. No, so it no, doesn't no, count. Take away those three I will points. not have every time Pardy gets brought up. Mm. You oh, the entertainers are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they only won one nil. Take away the victory. Spain 2010 <laughs> World Cup, bollocks. Yeah. Absolute charlatan. Well, so so Pardy was 
is a, is and was um, a very defensive manager. Oh, but yeah. I would posit that that season when they were quite successful, mm-hmm. they had very, very talented footballers, mm-hmm. very, very talented attacking footballers mm-hmm. who managed to get the ball in the net more, more often than they didn't. Mm-hmm. And Chris Hewton put uh, put together a hell of a defensive side before he arrived. That, 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 the, 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 the actual framework for the so-called defensive manager, Alan Pardew, mm. were put together... Colocini, Enrique, players like that 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 that, uh, that, that Hewton uh, managed to sort of oh, yeah. cobble together. Didn't lose their first game till um, till the middle of November mm-hmm. that season. That was a three-one loss. It was a good at, season, at, but at he had a lot of seasons. Season. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll use. Uh, I think. Look, I don't. Your argument. He has a lot of seasons. Doesn't he had a lot of seasons under his belt. We're talking about and most good of them season. were shit. Yes, but this one that <laughs> was we're the four-four with Arsenal as well. Pains yeah. me to think about so, it. Yeah. That was under Pardew. Yeah, they were four-nil down, Jim. And you let yourself down that they're, day. They're four, they were four. That's the take yeah. home from yeah. that. Yeah, they were that's four the nil take down. home from one of the greatest yeah. comebacks in Premier League history. They <laughs> yeah. were yeah. four nil you down. You can't have a comeback unless you're four nil down, can Jim. I, can I just say? I've yeah. missed this. I know. <laughs> can I just say? We, we all know Donaldson's mad. Right, that's, that's <laughs> that night in Barcelona when Man United were one nil down yeah. for ages. <laughs> but no, but. Yeah, but. I think <laughs> that I think, embarrassing <laughs> night in Barcelona <laughs> for Man United. Let's face it, they're only good for about seven minutes. Time when Liverpool embarrassed themselves in the second. Part of the Champions League against for Barcelona. ages, yeah. <laughs> That's, that was the headline next day. Actually, Liverpool embarrassed themselves for ages <laughs> in Istanbul. Yeah, for the majority of a night was shit. <laughs> but what I would say, tearing up your tickets at the end. <laughs> yeah. I would say on the four all. I think there's. A, I think there, yeah, there is a method to the madness here. Let me tell you why. Cool. They didn't actually win. I'll the tell game. you why. <laughs> they didn't actually win the game. And you, he's right. I mean, at the very least, I mean, it's a great comeback, and there's, mm. a, there's a lot of credit and a lot of. I mean, there's that amazing Arsenal video of that. Man that went viral of him smashing the shit out of his computer, all that good stuff, right? <laughs> you, you are legitimate to say, okay, well, we're back where we started now. It's yeah, four yeah. all, great, <laughs> fine, but you've not Let's done have any, another half an hour. You've not achieved anything. <laughs> no, okay, well, sh- surely the, the, the manager has to get credit for his team talk at half time and whatever it was that, you know, got. Pulled it back from 4 0 down. Yeah, he stole I, everyone's look, dinner. He just stole <laughs> everyone's <laughs> dinner. Well, look, I, I, the fact is that you need to take this up with the League Managers Association because they gave him the manager of the year. Look, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, I'm just saying that players who played under, under Pardew, and, you, and you're right, he clearly has these exhilarating mm. uh, team talks at half time that, that really sort of, you know, he, he's inspirational. Players yeah. love playing under him. Carlos Tevez said, uh, I was surprised to see how long Pardew held on the job in the end. In Argentina or Brazil, he would have been out long ago. Uh, and uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Shola was magnificent. This is from Pardew's own, own, own mouth. Shola was magnificent. He's as brilliant in the air as anyone. He's got such fast feet. He's as good as a striker I've ever worked with. And I've coached Carlos Tevez, Teddy Sheringham, Bobby Zamora. Yeah. I, it's it's that kind of insight mm, mm. that you've that got. That kind of encouragement you get, you, get like. with, you get with Alan Pardew. I'd love Alan Pardew to come in here and tell me he's one, I'm one of the best broadcasters I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think but that's the thing is when he starts off at a mm. club, he starts well because everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we are brilliant. And then people go, hang on a minute. Yeah. That's I'm, not, I'm actually not that good. We are all just the lads. Yeah. <laughs> we can move forward are in we, unison. Are like we a the big lads? Stack yeah. do. Are we the lads? I don't know. Lovely but, beer. But here's, here's a, here's it a didn't th- work at West Brom that Here's a thing for no, you. That's where it ran out. He, he signed that infamous eight year extension um, uh, to his contract at Newcastle United 10 years ago. That was a heady time. My <laughs> goodness. Wild. Yeah, that absolutely. was absolutely wild. wild. That, that, that ran and ran, didn't it? People, yeah. the news, for some reason, the press loved that. Yeah. Because, because you kind of knew where it was going to end, I suppose. And as soon as you get that, mm. you know for a fact his, was, his career will gas out at a club. It was surely. a genius of Mike Ashley. I don't know why chairmen do that. Hold up. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I've got a little theory about Alan Mm -hmm. that I think is, so you know in the, you know, know, laws, you know, laws of you know, thermodynamics or whatever every action is an opposite reaction you know mm-hmm. these kind of um you know immutable laws of, of of nature i kind of feel like alan pardew is the anti-alan kerbishley he's like the anti-matter because yeah. when they to, swap to jobs didn't they yeah well, they're, they're both called alan mm. they both got they're both around the same age i think yeah, alan yeah. pardew may have a couple of years older they managed at the same kind of level, similar yeah. clubs. But similar Alan, kind of personalities in some sense. No, but Kerbushy's kind of salt of the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kerbushy's, yeah, so exactly. Um, Kerbushy's been in here and he was the nicest, most mm. gentle, lovely man. Uh, and, you know, if reports are to be believed, and I do believe them, mm. Alan Pardew isn't that. <laughs> so I think I think you've got the anti, so almost, almost like, almost like it's like two ends of a battery, two ends of a battery, or two ends of a ma- yeah. you know, magnet. Yeah. Mm. Kerbish on one end, Pardew on the other. The Allen yeah. magnet. All right, that's well, the opposite. Well, well, answer me this then: If Kerbishley took his team to uh, to play against Swansea in 2014 and lost two one, would he have said, "I'm pretty sure I would have stopped that last goal had I been there while serving a touchline ban"? Would Kerbishley have said that? No, he wouldn't. No, and, part, yeah. And what, what he would also would have said to Manuel Pellegrini would yeah. be. I'd really appreciate that if you wouldn't carry on like that. Just pipe down a little. Yeah, yeah. Instead of what he actually said, which, which was, was, you shut your noise, you fucking old cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and when, by the way, if you, it's think, still good. If you think that's still funny, funny, which it is, just, just write it down or type it out, right? Yeah. And look at it, because it's yeah. even funnier when you shut see Shut your noise. <laughs> Jim, and you, you're a man who's fucking written the, you know, more than one fucking joke in your time. You'd love a joke that was still that funny. Literally, eight, <laughs> eight and a half timeless. years later, absolutely timeless. And he's also it really captured a moment. Yeah, uh, he's four and a half years older than Alan. Yeah, as well. We, don't, we can't forget as well. At Newcastle. So dismissive. 
Yeah. You don't have a right to speak because you are old. More dismissive to David <laughs> Myler, though, when he gave him that sort of head brush. Yeah, that was mm. a weird one, wasn't it? Mm. Was it a headbutt? Well, no. you said that in the intro. You said in the intro, this man knows how to headbutt. Yeah. I don't know if he does. No, well, maybe that's not. true. Maybe we need to kind of, yeah. I think he does, but maybe not in that. Yeah. No, we did talk about that, of course, in our guide to uh, football fights. Well, I want to talk about it again. Oh, and I'm going to do it right now, very Please. quickly. I think it sums up Alan Pardew that he doesn't go full in for the headbutt. He's all about the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah You know, yeah, is, yeah. is big Duncan Ferguson going to go half-hearted on that? He's well, we, not. We know he won't. Exactly. But mm. do you know what I mean? It says a lot about Alan that he's just all a bit about, you know, I'll, I'll put my head in there, but yeah. I'm not getting stuck in because uh, I might get the Gucci loafers bloody. Uh, yeah, yes. so I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think he's right. Well, he did eventually leave Newcastle United after signing a contract to Eternity. And uh, <laughs> he went back to, to Crystal Palace, the, 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 you know, the side who, who know and love him. Um, maybe not all Palace fans, but anyway. But it, it did seem like a good fit. And and he guided Palace to their highest ever Premier League finish. So, again, credit where it's due, Peter. Yeah, fine. Not yeah. at my club, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> how, how the, before we, very quickly, genuinely, is there any kind of affection at all from anyone in Newcastle about him? Well, I, I would say that he was indicative of how uh, he was kind of like chief propagandist for the Mike Ashley kind of uh, organization mm. in many ways. Mm. So he would constantly come in the press and sort of go, uh, he would constantly appear in the press. <laughs> yeah, go on. He would constantly appear in the press and, and basically talking about how cool Mike Ashley is and stuff yeah. like that. And obviously, the the, the Jollies have a, have a big issue with Mike Ashley for obvious reasons. And and so there was a lot of that in there. I'd use sort of like again. I'll give you another quote um, of, of 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 Alan Pardew how he talks about. Newcastle as a, as a as a city. Southampton have a huge catchment area and it's a different kind of catchment area, said Pardew, whose Newcastle side travelled to Southampton, sitting just one place above them in the Premier League. There's a big working class community, but there are a lot of middle class kids who have a good education. The players who come out of Southampton are quite intelligent and there must be something to that. We have to put more intelligence into our players. I'm definitely not going down the line that Geordie's a thick, by the way. I'm trying to make a point that I hope you understand. Like it's stuff I like that. You See, that is it's, you gibbering it's, thick it's, That is piss it's poor. stuff like that yeah. that he repeat. He blamed poor performances on everything apart from himself. The Olympics. Mm. People were distracted by the Olympics. Good, it was great. The Olympics. It was though. good. It I was very worthy distraction. I think it's fair to say. But he just constantly every week it was never his fault, and every week it was that the Geordies were fake. That kind of dog whistle stuff about Southampton. New, I mean, I've been to Southampton first and foremost. A lot more than massively incorrect. Yeah, uh, so that, that's a stretch anyway. <laughs> but I, I think that that is a real kind of dog whistle almost. If you're someone from the South mm. saying that, yeah. which you know clearly there's a, ba- a massive imbalance anyway economically, mm. that's at very, at very best, that's like... It's ill-advised. Thoughtless. Yeah. Yeah, Thoughtless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally agree. Yeah. Also, when he was at Southampton, he signed Ricky Lambert, so he wasn't, <laughs> uh, he wasn't really man aiding who, the IQ of the area, and, was he? On the, listen, on the... <laughs> let's, I was about to say, Ricky Lambert's got away with a lot on this show. Yeah. Let's put that right now. Yeah. Ricky Lambert <laughs> Go on. is such a conspiracy theorist, mm. he's too much for Matt Letizia. Even Le- yeah. yeah, even Letizia. A bit like when... Um, Letizia, Letizia, it's, a, it's a bit like when Al-Qaeda said about ISIS, well, well yeah, hang on a minute there, lads, a bit much, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Strong, lads. Yeah. 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 Um, I, 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 I took the time to mm. watch Matt Letizia on um, his um, Getter app mm. having a live chat with Ricky mm. Lambert. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was amazing. Are you going to blame Pardew for this? Yeah. Well... Uh, Wait and see if Pardew. No, think about it. Pardew signed him. That brought him to prominence, okay. really. Right. Yeah, we need more intelligent players. It might be a sliding him. doors moment for Lambert. But there. Halfway through the live chat, yeah. Matt Letizia yeah. is literally he's on all hands on deck mm. for the last 15 minutes to try to rein him back in. He's disappeared. <laughs> he's, he's, the stable he's door off the reservation. Open. He's gone. Mm. He's completely gone. He's talking about 
all he's done Come about. Come on, we're talking about Pardewey. He's done five full minutes on the World Health Organization. Right, okay. And well, you don't know where you are with it. We certainly don't want to be anywhere near all no. that. But Pardew, though, did Pardew need to be reined in when he did that little dance in the FA Cup final? When he was managing Palace. <laughs> Look, that's that's really his FA Cup final, isn't it? Just uh, the the moment in which he was winning. Do you know what? How, he, he how bad? To enjoy it as much as possible, just in case they lost, which they did. But which, that's, 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 what, how... that's kind of his vibe. Like when mm. the team weren't doing very well, you wouldn't see him for fucking dust. Mm. But when the team were, were performing, he was mm. fucking everywhere. Red naps like that, and that's kind of like that's, that's what people are probably the, the other stuff that comes along with yeah. red nap is 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 fine. People had a huge problem with that uh, um, because they noticed um, at some of the clubs that Redknapp managed, if they went on a bit of a poor run, mm. he would change his language. They right. need to do this. They need yeah, to do no, that. Yeah, no, absolutely. When they're winning, we do this. We've done that. Redknapp right, Red okay, definitely did that. I can remember right. it. And, and you're absolutely right with Pardew. And it's the thin end of the wedge, Pardew. But he said, I regret the dance. My daughter had said, there's this new dance and that must have been in my head. Which That's is, the new dance. Which is total that's bollocks. That's yeah. what, the, 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 the my thing daughter. Is, what sort of relationship do you have? Okay, show me it now. But, what I would say about that is Palace getting to the FA Cup final like I said I don't think they've, ever, they've, they've never won the FA Cup in their history mm. uh, so very rare they're playing Manchester United okay who have won a fair few um, and you think my goodness you know I know a few Palace fans this would mean the absolute world to them and of course they go 1-0 up and they go mad and when you see Pardew do that you kind of think that like I can't hope they lose. Now, He's making it all about him. Yeah, because totally. if they had won, that would be what you remember. It wouldn't be them lifting the trophy. It no. would have been you know. And that's why I, I don't remember the goal. The, I don't remember the goal. That's why he did the dance. He mm. it chimes into massive what Pete's saying. I mean, he just doesn't get it, right? If, mm. if he had, even if he had done the dance at full time, a little yeah. silly thing with one of the players or something mm. in front of the home fans with the trophy mm. in one hand, it's yeah, exactly, fair enough. Exactly. It's almost a bit like the old David Pleat running across the pitch yeah. or the Mourinho ran down the touch. Yeah, but that's all in the in the moment. Yeah. This is yeah. pre-planned. Clearly. Yeah. This is what can I do? Because he did the little the little dance when he scored for Palace against Liverpool in the semi-final, and that was sort of right. Okay. But was it quite fitting that the, the, the true uh, lord of the dance, Jesse Lingard, got the winner in that final? Yeah, <laughs> he always finds it. Speller always finds a way. <laughs> Nature justice was done. You'd have him in there for the winter, wouldn't you? Uh, what pods? <laughs> there was a time he was linked to the England. He goal. said. Yeah. He said famously. He said, "Just give me one tournament, win, lose, or draw. I think I'll do pretty well." Or well, you missed like the first bit. If it turned up on my doorstep, <laughs> if the FA came to my door and yeah. said, Alan, we need you. We yeah. just, we've tried everybody. Yeah. We need a saviour. Sorry, Alan, we've been ringing the door for quite a while. I thought you might have been dancing in the back bedroom. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah win, lose or bust. It's the FA. And then he went, but I really hope Roy wins it in the summer. Yeah. Mm. Do you really hope that though, Alan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've experienced some of that pressure at clubs I've been at. Can I, can I just say also, I like that um, <laughs> Den, Den Haag, CSK uh, Sofia, yeah. Sofia and Aris, where he is now, are in the running of the list as the farewell tour. <laughs> <laughs> so well, credit to that. I do Den Haag. Remember when he turned up and there was that whole Ghostbusters thing? Because uh, that was, I think, yeah. something to do with what they call relegation in the in the Dutch yeah. league, right? But he, they were seen as the ones who were going to sort it out. Exactly, they were the Ghostbusters, and and technically he did because they didn't get relegated. And that's and that you don't need to know any more details. He won what, he won <laughs> one of his eight games. They were miles adrift, and then the Netherlands Football Association cancelled relegation because of, of COVID. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Short that one up. What, what dance did he do for that? Put a lab, put a lab coat on. He's away. Sorry, Alan, is that a test tube in each hand? <laughs> dance away, fucking science, bitch. Jesse Pinkman. Sorry, Jesse Pinkman did. I remember... Uh... Oh, what's worse? Cheating a pandemic or cheating friends? <laughs> I remember John Carver was uh, saying that apparently yeah. at, at Newcastle, he would just coach the defending uh, from Monday until Friday 
And then Friday, Steve Stone and John Carver would try and win the match. They'd try and explain to them how to win a football match because they'd done no attacking drills at all. It was just all defence, defence, defence. I once saw John Carver riding a bike on his own down the Thames with a plastic bag full of yeah. stuff on each handlebar. Probably probably attacking drills. John, whatever, you, whatever you imagine that to look like. <laughs> it uh, looks like that. Yeah, like. John, Massive I mean, calves on him. John Carver, well, hence the name. John Carver. <laughs> John Carver. It took over from Alan Pardew. What a time for Newcastle. It took over from everyone. Kinnear. Forget Kinnear yeah, yeah. as well. Oh, no, you go back a little bit Which one of you, Simon Bird? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, oh, my goodness, yeah. We should say, though, that Pardew was involved in another cup final when um, well, he was first advisor on football matters at CSK Sofia in Bulgaria. Uh, but, of course, he did manage a few games when I think the manager got sacked, uh, which included their biggest defeat of the season and their loss in the Bulgarian cup final to their arch rivals, Levski Sofia. He did, he did leave after... Um, some of CSK Sophia's black players were racially abused by their own fans. Yeah. But then Cre- he... Credit where it's due on that. Yeah. He took a stand there. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps you can get behind this stat, right? Because I think you'd I think you'd have to have a very hard heart not to see the, the the beauty in this. His last five league wins have come with five different clubs. Palace, West Brom, Den Haag, CSK Sophia, and Aris. That's last amazing. Stuff. It's How about stuff. that? I mean, can I can I just say longevity? He so was, nice farewell to her. He was <laughs> astonishingly bad at West Brom. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think he got anywhere near the flack he should have no. got. He, he, he was honestly so bad. It was almost to the point where you didn't know what he was doing there. Mm. Uh, it was crazy how bad he was. Indeed. Should we finish by the time when he had uh, a little uh, shoving match with Arsene Wenger, Jim? Yeah. How do you look? How do you think? How do you feel about that, Jim? It just all seems a bit silly in retrospect, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, Wenger was quite stubborn, and he was a bit of a sore loser, wasn't he? Or even a sore drawer in some cases. <laughs> um, so it, there were quite a few incidences of this. But you know, Paz is a. Parties a tinderbox for this sort of thing. Isn't yeah. it? He, he's very much is, yeah, because he because he was gloating. Was yeah. it West Ham uh, when he was in charge? Yeah. They beat Arsenal. Yeah, Pardew also had a bit of a bee in his bonnet about Arsenal and and, and Wenger playing foreign players. Yeah, because he said he saw a headline that Arsenal are flying the flag for Britain in in European football, and his response was, "I kind of wondered where the British involvement actually was when I looked at their team." It's important that top club, the uh, top flight clubs. Don't lose sight of the fact that it's the English Premier League and English players should be involved. Foreign players have been fantastic. We've learned from them and from foreign coaches, but to some extent we could lose the soul of British football, mm. the English player. Well, this is this was a criticism Wenger got here and there, like because mm. you know he had a reputation for just finding players, plucking them from obscurity and turning them into a Patrick Vieira or, or a Cesc Fabregas. And people say, well, why, doesn't he, why doesn't he do that with English players? Mm. Which for Dave down the pub, uh, is kind of understandable because it's it's a bit of a silly thing, isn't it? It's, it's about the the quality of the player mm. and and the, their nationality becomes irrelevant. You can't just pick any Englishman and make mm-hmm. them a world beater. For Alan Pardew to think that is mm. kind of unforgivable, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and and by the way, Alan Pardew should he he whatever success he has had in his career, you know, Marx has fought fought, fought the fight for him because he, he no, he deserves a fair crack. He deserves yeah. a fair shake. You got to have a bit of light and shade. Um, he Pardew's obviously built his career. As a manager, as all top managers, if you want to call them top managers, do with international makeup of their squad. That's just how it is. Mm. Now, is there a case to answer that in 05, 06 when Arsenal only had what Ashley Cole, Sol Campbell, and that's probably it, right? Perhaps mm. David Bentley around then. Yeah, as Frank English Jeff players, might have been there. As English players, I mean that that was a mm. that was. I'm not I'm not trying to get off topic. That was a criticism that was being levered yeah. at Arsenal by a lot of different people, not just Pardew. So. Yeah, it, it kind of fits the narrative because Pardew is a risible character and that's the point of the existence of this episode. But on that particular thing, if it wasn't bracketed up and all this kind of other dog whistle stuff, it mm. may have been a fair point. Yeah. But he's, as, I think Jim, I think Jim's fair. I think Jim's, you know, look, what, what, what is he, what's he doing here? What's the point of this? You know, <laughs> um, Peter. Which is presumably what West Brom fans thought. Yeah, <laughs> Peter, last final words uh, 
from you about Alan Pardew. Um, I'm, I'm glad you... Look, it's good to rail against something, isn't it? It's <laughs> nice to have a, a common enemy Is it, with, your, with your fellow man. He's a little fatty and we don't want him. He's a little fatty, don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not a fatty, is he? No, no, he's not. He's a big silver live. fox. Yeah. I saw him in, in the flesh. I've seen him in the flesh a couple of times. Uh, yeah. um, How much flesh? Um, <laughs> Shep was open a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, as you'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he just exactly as you'd imagine the bee. Almost, you know, you get those people who looks are good almost, in a suit. He does Can't look deny okay. that. He looks okay in the suit, although they're cut quite tight for him. Mm. Um, but he's, you know, sometimes you see people, and it's almost, it's always men, mm. and you think they're so quote unquote smooth, mm. they're almost like a liquid rather than a solid. Mm. He's a bit like that. Yeah, okay. He glides around. He shimmers into a mm. room. Well, there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide too. Remember, you can suggest topics for us to cover in future episodes and we'll get stuck into them across the season. Just email us, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble with your suggestions. Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. Very balanced, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jim. Thank you, Alan. And thank you, Mr. Pardew, as well. See you next time. Thank you, Alan. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 